The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Uri Nidam, in honor of all the members of the Minyan, all the members of the daf Yomi, and in honor of the rabbi, Tzkel Mitzvot, may he continue to succeed. Amen. Amen. We are starting today's life on Sadiqat Amud Rishon, and we are at the Vika de Amre. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen lines from the top. In our previous daf, the Gemara had a question. The question was regarding Shivihut. A man is commissioned to sell half a field. For, for make it easy. And he ended up selling the whole field. The question was, how do you look at it? Do you look at it as, the half is sold, because at least for that part he was his shaliyah, or do you say, no, once the guy sold the whole field, he's working on his own, the whole, the whole sale is considered nullified. Is it mosif al-devarav, or is it ma'avir al-devarav? The Gemara went through several proofs to try to prove, but could not come to a conclusion. Now we discuss another version of this uh, discussion. And some say like this. Which means, in a case where the guy told his uh, shaliyah, go buy me half a kur, and the guy when he bought him the full kur, no she'elah on this. That which we had a she'elah yesterday's stuff. Gemara is saying now in the Ikadamre that we have no she'ela devadai mosif adevarav That's for sure. He's mosif adevarav. He's just doing more, so the half of it's going to be considered sold. The other half he can take back. But we don't nullify the whole entire sale. That the Gemara is saying now as a as a pashut. And incidentally, that is the halacha as brought down in Shachan Aruch in Hoshen Mishpat. What's the question according to this version? Go sell a whole field. And he sold half the field. You see, it's the opposite case. Tell him, sold the whole thing, sell the whole thing, and he ended up selling half the thing. My. Now, what's the she'ela? Mi amrinan. Do we say, Amar told them, which means the shaliyah can tell the owner, the tabalach avilach. I did your favor by only selling half. Why? Because let's say it's going to come out, you're not going to need, why are you selling no fields? He needs money. So he sold him half a field. Right? And he gives him half the money. By the way, I did you a big favor, by the way. Because let's say you'll be okay with this money that I gave you and you're not going to need any more monies. 
if I would have sold you the whole field, you wouldn't be able to retract. Which means, now you still have half a field by you, in the event that this is enough money that you can exist on, whatever you needed it for, so you're in a good position. Had I sold you the whole field, and then you said, you know what, I don't need all this money, I don't need all this cash, you're stuck. You'd never, never be able to get the field back. Once the field is sold, the guy can't come back and say, you know what, I didn't need all this money, can I have my field back? It's too late. So maybe the Shalia can come along and say, listen, I put, you in, I put you in an advantage now. Which means, if you still want to sell the field, you can still sell the field. But what? It's insurance now, which means I gave you half the money because I sold half the field. And now, in the event that, let's say, you're able to make do with the money that you have, uh, you're good. Because you, if I would have sold the whole thing, you can never get that field back. So that's what the Shalia's claim is why the sales should be a sale. Or Dilma. Therefore, it's considered what? Mosif Adebara. That's the case where we consider Mosif Adebara. Or Dilma. Amarle, the Balabai will say, Loni Hali Dilifshu Shtare Alabai. I don't want to hold now too many Shtarot. Which means, now you're going to make me sell the field, half the field to this guy. Okay, I got a start in my hand. Now I got to go sell the field, the other half, to somebody else. I don't want to have too many shtarot. Why doesn't he want to have too many shtarot? Because then there's going to be rumors on me. What are the rumors going to be? Wow, this guy's selling everything. He's unloading all his fields. He's going bankrupt, whatever it is. Which means, if it's all on one start, okay, it's one transaction. One transaction, there's no, there's no talk. But now, there's a transaction over here, there's a transaction over You put me at a disadvantage. I'm going to think I'm, 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 I'm uh, liquidating all my uh, assets. So you put me at a disadvantage over here. Look at the Rashi. Look at the Rashi. If you're going to regret your sale, if you sold the whole field, Amadlo, doesn't like this. Haveli haluk. Go buy for me a shirt. Ve'alach ve'vilo b'shalosh haluk u'b'shalosh talit. Now, a dinar shel zahav is six sila'im. Okay, so that's the conversion. One dinar, six sila'im. So the guy says, listen, take the one dinar, spend the dinar, and get me a shirt. The shalia comes back. He got him a shirt and a talit. Three sila'im cost him for the shirt. Three sila'im cost him for the talit. Okay? Shnehim ma'alu. Both are considered making ma'ilah. Meaning it was found out after that that gold coin was Kodesh. So now both of them are considered what? Making ma'ilah. Now the Gibraltar, which is the shaliyah and the meshaliyah. The Gibraltar is going to analyze. I amat pishtama. This is a classic case over here where he told them, spend six on the talit, I'm sorry, on the haluk, and he spent three. He spent half. That's similar, right? Sell the whole field, and he only sold half. And what are you saying over here? That they're both considered mo'el. Why? Because we consider it saying what? Mosif al-devarah which means, I'm going to be considered, considering what? The haluk that was bought, is considered bought. Which means, the, I told you to buy a haluk. 
Did he buy the haluk? Yeah, he ended up buying the haluk for half the price, right? So he didn't spend all six on the haluk. He spent three on the haluk, but what? If you tell me the mishaleach is mu'in, that's because the shaleach is considered doing his shalihut. However, iyamar, if you're going to say, ma'avir al-devarava ma'al. But if you're going to come along to say that once already he started buying extra stuff that he's working for himself, which is, I told you to buy a haluk for six. You went and bought for three a haluk, and then you bought a talit as well with the other three. You're on your own. Therefore, why is the mishalayah hayav? So why don't we get a ayah from this case of mi'ilah, that when the shaliyah spends less than he was told, it's considered like Mosif al-Devarav, it's considered still working for the Mishalayah, and therefore the sale is considered a sale, therefore the Mishalayah is going to be Mo'em. Kebra says, no raya. You know what the case is talking about over here? He got him a discount. Really the talit that he bought him was really worth six. was really worth a... Gold dinar was really gold. Uh, yeah, gold dinar. The shirt, the shirt was worth. Therefore, it's not a yad of mosif. He told him, "Buy me a talit that's worth. Buy me a haluk that's worth six. He went. He bought him a talit that's worth six. Happened to be he got it for three. So therefore, he got a good deal. But bottom line, that's why the mishnah is going. It's got nothing to do with our case over here of uh, mosif. He didn't uh, tell him, "Buy me a six and he bought him a, a three. He'd buy me a six. He got him a six. He happened to get it for cheap. And therefore he took the other three and he bought him also a... That's what the Mishnah is going to be. So why is the Shaliyah considered Mo'il? It's obvious. A talit. He's considered Mo'il because of the talit anyway. Who should have buy the talit? That, that was actually that was his own, uh, his own item. So the Gemara says, okay. If that's the way you're learning the case. Where the case was, he spent the... Uh, on the haluk, and the haluk was worth six. So it's not really analogous to what we're trying to prove. No. But if that's the case, I'm going to bring you a question from the end of that writer. Rabbi Yudah says, Even in this case over here, Haluk gadol haiti mevakesh which means, even in this case over here, the Bala Bayit can come along and say, Baba's not Mo'il. You worked on your own over here. Why? Because he can come along and say, I could have got a bigger Haluk, based on the way you purchased. How? Does she? Does she? Which means like this. If indeed the case is like you're telling me. With the Shaliyah, I got a good deal. Shaliyah bought an, a six Shaveh Haluk. He paid for three. So the Mishaleh, I could come along and say, if you got such a deal, if you would have spent what I told you to spend, the full dinar, you would have got a much bigger one. Did I tell you to spend six? I told you to spend six. So you're coming back to me, oh, don't worry, I, I spent three... And I got you the value of six. No, you would have got a bigger discount. If you would have spent all the six, they would have gave you a better, uh, 
a better, a big, 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 better quality garment. Therefore, you, you didn't work for me. I told you to spend the sixth of according to the Yudah. Even in this case over here, the Shaliyah is considered uh, on the hook and the Mishaleh is off the hook. So the Gemara explains. My, and that, that's what he explains. Let's read again. He can come along, meaning the Mishaleh can tell the Shaliyah. I wanted a, a bigger garment. Comes Gabran says, My ra. What does it mean when uh, the uh, he's telling the shaliyah, you brought me haluk ra, katan vera. You brought me a small one and bad. What do you mean a bad one? So Gabran explains, ra bedamin, meaning you sold, you bought it for less money. Then I told you. Why? Because the Balabai can tell him, If you would have bought it for six, like I told you, They would have brought me a garment that's really worth twelve. If, if you bought for three, you got six. If you would have spent more than twelve, because they give you a bigger discount, because the more you spend, obviously the, the, they give you a bigger discount, which means... Uh, even more than that. Look at Ashi. Look at Ashi. Rab bedamim. Shekano bedamim muatim. Who siva lektot b'shesh? Vim tomar ma'ich pate. You say what's the difference? Baron, you you got you got you got what you wanted. I'll tell you why. Tamar le i aitit li b'shit kol sheken de marvach natfe. Or the most I would have had an advantage. Why? Da'ata shemet tamtesaret de da'asrem gedolim. Why? What's the rule? She gives you the rule in buying. Shalokeya harbe biyahad. When a guy buys a lot, you know, uh, at one time, bulk, they give him a discount. And therefore, this guy now, instead of, then you spent three, they gave you a thing of worth six. If you would have spent six, they would have given you even a bigger discount. So that's the claim against the, uh, against the Malamite has against the, uh, the Mishalaya. So comes again what says. Which means, let, let, let's, let's review that the Shekla Vitariya. Let's get the Shekla Vitariya good over here. The Gebra came along and said, you know what the case is talking about over here? The case is talking about where he bought an item of uh, six, and he paid three. So it got nothing to do with the case of, uh, that we're discussing over there, because our question was, if he told him sell a half, and he ended up selling, sorry, he told him sell a whole, and he ended up selling a half. This case over here, he told him, spend six, and technically he brought back an item that was worth six. So therefore he brought him back a talit that was worth uh, six. He just got a discount. No. Good. So the Kabbalah said, if that's the case, we have a question from the Sefa. Rabbi Yudah says, in that case, so many of the Bala Bayit is off the hook. Why? Because he can tell him, you brought me something back, the Katan. Now we understand when it says the Katan, Normally, that vikata would mean, I told you to buy me a six item, and you bought me something that was worth three. But the way you're learning now, that he brought him back an item that was really worth six, what is the Buddha saying? Understand the question of the Gemara. I repeat, if you're learning the case of the Gemara, like we initially thought, where he told him spend six, and he ended up only spending three... So, oh, so now I understand what the Biudah comes along and says 
that the Mishalea can come along and say, listen, I asked you to spend me six. You brought me a Chaluk that's worth three. It's not Vikatan. You did your own Shiliot. I'm off the hook. But now that you're learning the case, <coughs> that it's talking about, <coughs> we sold him, we bought him a Talit or a Chaluk that is worth six. He had to get a discount. He, he's bringing you back what he wanted. He wanted six, yes, six. How could he come along now to Mishalaya and say, you brought me to Avikatan? So comes the Gemara and says, I'll tell you what Avikatan means. That is the case. And he's just saying, because if you would have spent more, like I told you, you would have ended up getting something even worth more than 12. So therefore he has claims. So we can learn the case is like that. And the Biudan makes sense as well. And therefore you have no proof to our discussion, comes the Gemara and says, Daikaname. I'm going to bring you with an ayah that we're explaining the Blaita correctly. Why? Diktani, because it says, Moder Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is Moder. Bikitnit. What is kitnit? Kitnit does not say uh, beans. Legumes. Legumes, exactly. Let's say he gave him, uh, he gave him a selah. And do me a favor, go buy me a, a, a silla worth of uh, beans. So what did he do? He went, he bought it for, him for half a silla. And then with the other half a silla, he went and he bought uh, something else. Then they found out that the silla was actually Kodesh. So what does it say? Shishnehem ma'alu. Look at Rashi. Daikanameh. What are we trying to prove over with the Daikanameh? Look at the bottom of Rashi. When it says ra, it doesn't mean the quality of the item, because you got a six. It's bad in, in, in value. Why? It's about where he brought him an item that was worth six. And the fact that it says later on in the Gemara, uh, in the Brayta there, that the Buddha's more when it comes to beans, Meaning, when it comes to beans and things like that, these items are sold by a set price. No matter how much you pay, you still get the same exact number. So therefore, in this case over here, the Buddha is more there, that when he brings them back, let's say... <coughs> A half a selah worth, he cannot come along and tell him, oh, if you would have spent more money, if you would have spent the full sale on it, you would have got more value. There's no more value. And items that are sold by measure, so they're not going to discount the item if you're going to give them more money. So the fact that you see the biudas more dafka by kitniot, because the price is fixed, like the Gebara says. Meaning, there's no discount. They sell a kitnit, which would be, let's say, six dinarim, and they sell the, the, the same amount, let's say, for a pruta, which means there's a set price. There's a certain amount of kitnit befruta. Every pruta you pay, you a certain amount of kitniot. And even if you buy a sailor's worth, they're just going to give you the exact amount based on the price of kitnit b'seel b'fruta. Rashi, shekitnit b'seela he kitnit b'fruta. The fee has bond pirutot b'seela, which means they're just going to give you as much kitniot as how many pirutot are in a seela. Exactly. The mishum de zabin tefe because he buys more lomos legabe. They're not going to drop the price. 
if you would have gave him a sale, he would have gave him a discount. I mean, if they're selling already, not at a set price, the Chara Rabbi Yudah should be more there. When he gave him a sale out to buy, and he comes back and he only spends half the sale, I come along and say, hey, if you would have spent the full sale, I would have got a discount. Exactly. It must be talking about a case over here where they sell it. Exactly. Kana kana bifruta. What's that? Look at that sheet, third line. Kana kana bifruta. Imata hafetz yoter. Shlach od. Send more money. Vekah. The im now. Which means like this. They're selling like say in a, um, in a tube. Okay. They sell by the tube, let's say. A kana is like a suling kana is a tube. Yeah, in a, in a vessel. Which means it's not by the cup, let's say, or in a kana, in an vessel. Which means the guy saying like this: well, No matter what I bought for you, you're going to get what you're going to get. Even if I would have bought, let's say, the full value of the money that you gave me, you're still going to get exactly what you're going to get. So there's no discount on the money. Yeah. And as she says now, the proof: Kana kana b'fruta. Very important, as she. Imata hafetz yoter shalach od vekach. Give me more money, I'll go buy for you. Now, the im resha haluk ra mamashka aman. If you're going to learn the resha, here's the key. Where the guy sent him to buy a shirt for six. And he came back and he bought him a shirt for three. She'ena shave'ela shalosh. Ud kivatega be kitniyot. And then similarly, we'd have to say the case by kitniyot. Da'amale avedi be sela fulin. He told him, buy me a sela fulin. Ve'evilo ba'asi sela. Keshave'a ha'asi sela. Right? He told him, buy me a sailor worth of uh, beans. And he ended up coming back with only Hatsi sailor. And let's say with the other half, he bought something else. Why is the Malabite more? Which means, just like in the Resha, he could tell him, listen, I told you to buy me a six, you bought me a three. What does Rabbi Yudah say in that case? If, if, you, if you were learning the case, it would be like that. When Rabbi Yudah is saying, the guy comes along and says, I wanted a six, you gave me three. I'll see you later. I'm, I, I have nothing to do with this over here. If you're learning like that, then the sefa doesn't make sense. Because the sefa would be a case of what? We told him, buy me a selah's worth of fulin. And he comes and tells, he buys him a half a selah worth of fulin. And would we say, according to Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah is more than that case that the mishaleah is going to be hayav. But according to that logic, why should be hayav? He tells us, I want you to buy a sailor. You only bought me a half. Ela what? The case mustn't be like that. When it says in the Resha, Ra, it must be Ra B'damim. Meaning, Rabbi Yudah's case is talking about, where he told him, I want you to buy me a six. He bought him a six. Oh, so what's the claim? Ra B'damim. You would have spent all the money over there. I could have got a bigger garment. Good. But in the Sefa. Where he comes along and says, spend uh, uh, a sailor's worth, and he comes back with a half a sailor, he can't come and tell him, I want you to buy a sailor. Yeah, what's the difference? The, 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 the value, you didn't lose anything. Go take the other half a sailor, 
go buy it. Even if I would have spent the full sale, you weren't getting anything more. Which is the only reason why the Biyuda said, the Mishalei is off the hook, because he can come along with a claim of Ra' Bidamin. He can come along and say, monetarily, uh, 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 you put me at a disadvantage. Because I told you to spend the whole thing. But by the full link, could, 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 could the Mishalei say that? No, what are you going to say? I told you to spend the full uh, sale. Did that cause you any loss of it? So go, go, spend, go spend the other half of sale. Yeah, you'll, you'll get the same exactly. thing. Even if I would have spent the whole thing, you're not getting any discount. Okay. Let me review. The Gemara tried to uh, bring a, uh, a proof over here to a question. The Gemara's question was like this. We want a case where a person told his uh, Shaliyah, I want you to sell me the whole field. He went along and sold half the field. So we want to know, how do you consider that? Is that considered is half the field or sold? You say the whole thing is nullified. How do you, how do you look at it? So the Gemara wanted to bring it from a case of Me'ilah. What's the case of Me'ilah? Guy goes tells the Shaliyah, here's a dinar, it's one gold coin which is worth six silaim. Tell me if ever buy me a haluk. The guy went, he bought him a haluk for three, and he bought a talet also. So the Gemara says over there, what's the deen? Both of them are hayab me'ilah. Oh, we understand why. Because bottom line, I told you to buy me a six, you bought me a three. That's like saying, buy me, sell me the whole field, and he only sold them half. Correct? I want you to take these coins, spend them, buy me a, a six, you bought me a three. But what? The Mishnah is Hayat. That means you're still working for me. It's just that you were Mosif. Okay, very good. So we, we, we solved that question. And the Mishnah is going to be and the Mishnah is going to be Hayat because he bought also a Talit. Oh, so that's the that's the Gemara's understanding. Gemara says no. That's not the case. The case is talking about where he ended up actually buying him a Talit that was worth six. That's why the Mishnah is Hayat. I told him, buy me an item of six. He fulfilled the Shilihud. He bought him an item that's worth six. Happened to be he got it for three. The Mishalei is going to be Hayav because he bought also a Talit. So that's no comparison to a case where I told you to sell the whole and you sold only half. Here I told you, sell, which means get me a full Talit worth six and you brought me back a Talit that was worth six. That's fine. So the Gebaras is holding. If that's the case, that doesn't make sense. Why? Because the Biudat, the end of the Brayta, comes along and says that in that case over there, the guy can come along and say, "What kind of talit you got me? The talit is ra, ra vekatan. Therefore, the mishaleyah is uh, is uh, is off the hook." Come on, we ra vekatan. He asked for a six. He got him a six. We call it ra vekatan. Ra means ra bedamin. He can come along to you put me disadvantage for my money. I told you to spend six. You spent three and you got a, a six. If you would have spent the six, I could have got a much better uh, quality. So the Gemara says, and I'll prove it to you that it has to be that way. That the Ra, that the Biyud I was talking about was Ra Bidamim. You know how? In the case of the Kitniyot. The guy, because he says, well, there the Biyud, where he sends him, uh, he gives him a sailor. Right? He doesn't go buy me a sailor worth of uh, beans. So he tells him, well, he has a, 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 and he comes back and he also buy me half a sailor. Rabbi Uda's modeh, that the Mishnah is hayav. Now, if you're going to tell me the cases, and why? Because when it comes to beans, there's no such thing as uh, putting him at a disadvantage. Because 
even if he would have sold the whole sale out, he wouldn't get any more beans. Because beans is no discount, but beans are sold by the by the shul, which means whether you spend the sela or you spend the piruta, they're just going to sell you the sela at how many pirutot are in the sela. That, that, that's what it is. Not gonna, they don't give you a discount because you're buying more. And what? That's the ayah that the does more there. Because if you would have learned the first case is talking about wait, the claim was what? I told you to buy me a six and you bought me a three. So the same thing would be in the sefa. I told you to buy me a sela and you only bought me a half. Then there be it should be a difference. But from the fact that he came along and said, "Why did I buy the kitnot? He's more there." Must because the first case is he says, I, you, "I told you to spend six. Now you put me at a disadvantage because you would have spent the whole thing. You would have got more." Mashiach, in this case over here, you're not going to get more. You're not going to get more. So therefore, the is more there. So then we have no raaya for our cases yet to, 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 to the question that we posed originally. Ta-da. Continues. Tries to bring the raaya again. Kavana says like this, Tashema. Haitake to bata arba me azuze. That was the end of our Mishnah. Ladies, Kitabah was worth 400 zuz. Umachra lezebe manev lezebe manev. She sold the field, she got 100. She sold another field from the Yatomim, she got 100. She sold the third field, she got 100. So far she's paid up 300, she's fine. When it came to the fourth, Vivelaharon, Yafe manev vidina bimane. She sold a field that was worth 101, she sold it. For a hundred, she discounted it. So what do we say? The last field is void. void. The sale is void. But the first three fields, the mechad is kayam. Okay, Rashi. Shel kulan. Mechran kayam. Vahacha denizbune barba mea shadruha. The Yitomim technically are saying, you have a right to sell fields worth 400. But she went and sold the field originally. The first field she sold was only for a hundred. And we see the field, the sale is valid. Let's understand the analogy. Technically, the Yetomim owe her 400. So she has rights to sell a field worth 400. So it's like the Yetomim are saying, go sell a field that's worth 400. She comes along and she sells a field that's only worth. One hundred. Okay. What do we say? The sale is considered valid. Similarly, when I tell my shaliyah, go buy me, go sell the whole field, and they go and sell half the field, so I'll say the sale is considered kayam. So comes the Gemara and says, what kind of ayah is that? Kedamar Rav Shesha Bereder Rav Idi Beketine Hachanama Beketine I can tell you the case is talking about where the Yetumim, they only have parcels, small parcels of fields. Which means, in the Chedameh, if, if they had one field worth 400, 400 right? And she comes along, and they just sell the field for 400, and she comes along and sells part of that big field. Okay, maybe that's a question. All the Yetumim's fields were just small fields. So when... He comes along the Yatumim and tells the Almanah, okay, sell uh, up to 400. She has no choice but to sell portions of the field that each one is worth uh, 100 each. They weren't next to each other. They weren't together. They're not to sell to one person. Which is from the inception when they told me you could sell 400, they meant to sell 
all the lands. Because what do we say? Maybe the guy doesn't want to be known as, uh, you know, unloading all his properties. Mm. But in this case over here, what do you want? That's the only properties he had. So when she has a right to sell 400, so she sold the first one for 100. Could the, could the Tomim come back along and say, hey, we told you to sell 400. She could say, show me your field that's worth 400. I would have sold it. The, the, the fields itself are not worth 100. They're all just species. So therefore, in that case over there, it's as if he stipulated from the beginning, the Tomim that is, sell the fields until you get to 400. We have no raya from that case as well. And therefore, we did not answer yet our... Original question. Gemara continues. Peshita Amar leehad velo leshnayim haAmar le leehad velo leshnayim. What's the case? Says she. Peshita Amar leshlucho. Guy tells his messenger. Mechorli bet kud mesadotai. Sell me a uh, one of my fields. Leehad velo leshnayim. He clearly tells him. I only want you to sell it to one person. Do not sell it to two people. Okay, well, he says clearly, the halvel of the time is pashut. You can only sell it to one and not to two. But let's say he just says sell it to one, but he doesn't stipulate uh, not to two. He just says sell it to one. What's the, uh, what's the interpretation of that, Lashi? Is that considered a gilui da'at, the revelation of his, of his uh, opinion, or not? He says, yeah, it means to one and not to two people. There's no, when he says, uh, tell it to one person, I mean, you can sell it even to two people, you can even sell it to a hundred people. Not, people are not no, normally makpid. They want to sell their field. They don't care if they sell it to one person or two people. That's the way people talk. I mean, if I ever sell my field to one person, or sell my field to, 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 you know, to one guy. If he was makpid, he would have said, sell it to one and not to two. From the fact that he didn't say not to two, and he just said, sell it to one. That's the way uh, people talk. So comes to the cloud of Nachman the Suda. Of Nachman found himself in Suda. Oh, the Gabir of Hazdav Rabba Baravuna. So who came to visit him? The rabbis of Hazdav Rabba Baravuna. Amru de Kiai Gavna Mai. So they asked him a similar question like this. A guy told the Shaliyah, sell the field to one. And he didn't stipulate not to two. So he wanted to know what's the what's the deen. Amadehu de Had. One. Doesn't mean anything. You can sell it to two people, you can even sell it to a hundred people. So comes Gibran says, next question. What's that? As she says, Bezol. She let's say now you have a case where a guy sends a shaliyah to go uh, sell something, and he sells the item Bezol. He sells it cheap. And she writes, now how far you want to go with the shaliyah? You tell me, even if the guy goes and makes a, 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 a sale that was, he could have got more money? Do you, do you say also mechol kayam? Do you say that the sale is valid? Amar lehu, deta'a shaliyah, no kamina. I'm not talking about where the shaliyah was talking. You asked me a question, if he says to sell it to one, and the shaliyah went and sold to two people. Okay, that's okay. But if he shaliyah himself, let's say he sold the field for the wrong price, I didn't say that. So they tell the rabbi, What do you mean? But rabbi, you taught us that there's no such thing as which means when you sell a, uh, a field, 
there's no such thing as overcharging uh, on a field or undercharging on a field. Normally on, on product, there's a nyan of ona'a. First he goes to buy something, let's say, and he overpays for it, so the sale is uh, batil. Or let's say he was underpaid for it, he can come along and say, it was usury, you charged me uh, too much money for the, uh, for the product. So now... They're asking the rabbi. The shaliyah made a mistake. Which means he sold the price, he sold the field uh, for cheap. So technically, you can say that the one that bought the field is guilty of ona'a. But he told me, how can you tell me that? There's no ona'a by karkaot. So if there's no ona'a by karkaot, the law of ona'a does not apply to karka. So therefore, it shouldn't, shouldn't make a difference what the shaliyah sold it for. He's the shaliyah of the balabite. Whatever he sold it for, the sale should be kayam. So he said, no, honey, me, the echad That's when the guy himself made a mistake, which means when the balabite himself is selling the field, then I say, no matter what the balabite himself sold it for, because he's in charge of the sale, so if he can do whatever he wants. Aval shaliyah. But if the shaliyah made a mistake, Amar leh, datik, Of course, the person can tell the shaliyah, I sent you to be my agent uh, to do good for me, not to do bad for me. Forget about ona'ah. We're not hitting it from the ona'ah aspect. Really, ona'ah is not the issue over here. Which means, even if it was undersold, it's not going to the sale from that standpoint. But from the standpoint of the guy, come along and say, listen, you're my agent. Why well, I sent you to do, put me at a disadvantage or give me, put me at, at an advantage. So therefore, the sale is nullified if he makes a uh, mistake. How do you know? How do you know there's a difference between the shaliyah and the balabayit when it comes to these things? We have a mishnah. Guy tells the shaliyah, go and take terumah from my field. Guy's a field, so he has to take terumah. So he says to the shaliyah, give me a favor, go to my field and take uh, the uh, allotted amount of terumah. He doesn't tell me how much to take, but in the Torah, you only take one hitah. One hitah is poter, the whole, the whole kri. However, in the Rabbanan, the rabbis made shi'urim. Shi'ur of a binuni guy, mediocre guy, is one-fiftieth. Shi'ur of a ayin yafa, or generous man, is one-fortieth of the field, and the ayin ha'a is one-sixtieth. But this guy, he didn't specify. He just told me, go to my field, take terumah. So he has to take according to what he understands the level of the Balabayit is. And if he doesn't know the dot of the Balabayit, So he takes the mediocre shoot, Echad, Nachamishim. And even if he was off by a tenth, which means let's say he gave one fortieth or he gave one sixtieth, it's okay. The evil gave Balabayit, but if the Balabayit himself, let's say, went into his own field to take Tiruma, Tanya, we learned to the Braita, Taram, he took Tiruma, the Halabi, he didn't calculate, he took some Tiruma, and it turned out he ended up taking 120th. What's the deen? Tiruma to Tiruma. His Tiruma is indeed Tiruma. So what do you see? There's a difference between a Shaliyah and the Balabayit himself. The Balabayit himself, when he's taking the Tiruma, there's no leverage. Even if he makes a. A turma of one twentieth, we say turma turma. But if a, if a shaliyah would make such a mistake, we only give him leverage between one fiftieth, one fortieth, and one sixtieth. So you see, there's a difference between when the guy's doing it himself or when the shaliyah is being sent. Comes the continues. Tashema, we have a brayta. Hayta ketubata arba meod zuz. Right, what do we say in the Mishnah? That the Ketubah, let's say, of the lady was 400 zuz. Nakhra lezeh b'maneh, velezeh b'maneh, ulacharon shaveh maneh v'dinar b'maneh, shil acharon batel, veshil kulan, mikran kayam. What do we learn in our Mishnah? We learned, let's say a lady has a Ketubah for 400, right? So what are the uh, uh, Yitomim really telling? Uh, the Yitomim are making her like a Shaliyah. 
Because they're really telling her, your ketubah is 400, you have rights to sell karka that's worth 400. That's the way it works, which means she's allowed to sell these fields over there as like an agent of the yetomim. Good, so she sells field number one, she gets 100. Okay, so so far, she's owned now 300. She sells field number two, she gets 100. We said there was a gersa a third time. She sells field number three, she gets 100. Now all she owed left is what? 100 left. What did she do? She went, there was a field that was worth 101, and she sold it for 100. So she discounted the price. So what did we say over there? We said the sale is uh, void. She's the last. The last field is void. So what's the question? Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Tashemai, We're going back. If a person normally is mekpid, the logic of all these questions was, a guy doesn't want to have many shtarot. When a guy's selling a field, what was the whole premise of the question? A guy says, sell it to one and not to two. Why would he want to sell, sell, sell a field to two people? What does he care how many people you sell the field to? Because mm-hmm. the logic was, normally people do not want to have a lot of shtarot. What's the reason why they don't have a lot of shtarot? I sold it to this guy, I sold it to that guy, because then he gets a bad name in the street. And this guy, he's selling all his properties, unloading all his property. He'd rather have one shtarot, he sold his property... To one guy, so this is not a, you know, talk that the guy is just uh, selling everything that he has. He's liquidating everything that he has. So if that's the case, then you tell me a person, generally speaking, does not want to have a lot of shtarot, then how can you tell me the guy, the, 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 the Yatomim told the lady, sell fields, so sell the fields uh, up to 400 Jews. So she goes now, she comes back with three shtarot, and she's trying to sell the fourth uh, field as well. What do you mean? We should say what? She meant sell to one person. Don't, don't, don't. So she should go sell now uh, three, seven fields. And she says, Nihinamidiyatumim <laughs> never said sell it only to, 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 uh, sell to one. However, which means the bedding, we should be the uh, spokesman, so to speak, to protect the Yetomim. Yeah. Even though the Yetomim themselves did not specify, but Betin should intercede and say, listen, you can't put the Yetomim at a disadvantage, uh, Almana. And therefore, Almana, when you're selling, just sell one, uh, sell one time. What are you selling four times for? Mm-hmm. The Yetomim did not specify. But I don't care if they didn't specify. Like how the Betin should intercede for the Yetomim and say, listen, you can't put these Yetomim at a disadvantage. How many fields do you want to sell? Just sell one field for 400. What are you selling all these uh, separate fields? Giving them all these Shtarot now? They look like you're, you're putting them in, you know, a push store, which people don't like to have Shtarot. You know what I answered? Like we answered on previously. The case was talking about that's all the Yetomim had. They had parcels of fields that were next to that were not next to each other. So the only way to get to four hundred was to sell one over here and one over there. And the if they had one big field, the Betty would make them sell that one big field for four hundred, but then that wasn't the case. Right. So therefore you assume that the Atomim understood that going in. When they said go sell the fields for the four hundred for your Ketuba, they knew you can have to sell it by pieces because that's the size of the properties that were available.